Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. What if AI could help your agency deliver mission-critical outcomes with speed? With IBM Consulting, your agency can design, build, and scale trusted AI using Watson X and modernize the way you work to accelerate real impact. Let's create AI that transforms your agency. Learn more at ibm.com federal. IBM. Let's create. KCAA Loma Linda, 1050 AM, 106.5 FM, and now 102.3 FM. Trump campaign, Democrats gather. I'm Ann Cates. President Trump is ramping up campaign ad spending. Correspondent Sarah Westwood is at the White House. His campaign will be engaging in this very significant digital ad buy. I mean, keep in mind that the Democratic National Convention also primarily digital, and that's where the Trump campaign will be focusing their efforts. They've picked up some spots in some very prime internet real estate, including the banner of YouTube, which they've purchased for 96 hours, and some of those unskippable ads on YouTube and Hulu. The virtual Democratic National Convention kicks off tomorrow night. There will be some big-time political speakers, starting with the likes of Representative Gwen Moore, Senators Bernie Sanders, Amy Klobuchar, and more, but there's also the anticipation of some big-time musical talent by the likes of Billie Eilish. She's one of several artists slated to try and attract eyeballs to the nightly convention TV special. Common, another artist on the list of performers. Also, the group formerly known as the Dixie Chicks. Now, the Chicks will perform as well as John Legend and more. The show will air from 9 to 11 p.m. Eastern through Thursday. Jim Roop, Milwaukee. The Food and Drug Administration has given the nod to a new coronavirus test. After a trial on NBA players and staff, the FDA granted emergency use authorization for the Yale School of Public Health saliva test to detect COVID-19. Saliva Direct requires no swab or collection device. It uses spit from people suspected of having the coronavirus. It's been called groundbreaking by FDA Commissioner Stephen Hahn in its efficiency and in being unaffected by crucial component shortages. Saliva Direct has been touted as a cheap, simpler, and less invasive testing method. I'm Barbara Cusack in Washington. The death toll from the coronavirus in the U.S. has topped 169,000. I'm Ann Cates. Tired of paying outrageous prices for Viagra? Well, we have great news for you. Now you can finally get Viagra at huge discounts. Healthy Man allows you to save up to $500 on Viagra. Why pay U.S. pharmacy prices of $15 per pill or more when you can get Viagra for less than $3 a pill? Call today and get 40 Viagra pills for only $99. This can cost as much as $600 at your local pharmacy. You can't afford not to call us if you want Viagra at the lowest prices. Never pay $15 a pill pharmacy prices again. Get Viagra for less than $3 a pill. Call 800-357-1583 today to save up to $500 and get 40 pills for just $99. Healthy Man is fast, 
easy, and affordable. Operators are waiting at 800-357-1583 to take your call now. Call 800-357-1583. That's 800-357-1583. Again, 800-357-1583. With 60 years of fascinating facts, this is The Man from Yesterday. Back in time, this time, 1957, ABC TV says it's excited about another potential young star when it debuts Maverick in September. The series stars newcomer James Garner as a crafty traveling card poker player. Maverick is a legend of the West. And from this time in 1994, CBS Entertainment's going to debut a new show, Touched by an Angel with Roma Downey and Della Reese. Della Reese is known primarily as a singer. Roma Downey is best known for her portrayal as Jackie Kennedy Onassis on an NBC TV miniseries. There was nobody there, Nick. Maybe you've had enough, huh? You can't see me, Nicholas, because I'm an angel. My name is Monica. An angel. <laughs> an angel named Monica. And from this time, 1963, Merv Griffin says he has a new game show idea. Merv Griffin says he's been fooling around with the format for about six months. And he just about has it down. The name of that game show will be called Jeopardy. And now, here's the star of Jeopardy, Art Fleming. Good morning, thank you, players. Thank you, Don Pardo. Thank you, my friend. Good morning. I hope it's a good one for you. Thank you. With more at manfromyesterday.com. Listen up, folks. Work injuries can be devastating and life-changing. If you were injured at work, you probably have a lot of questions. I'm attorney Daniel Rudbari, and I represent injured workers. Call me for your free consultation at 800-325-1454. I'll answer your questions and advise you on how to protect your right to make sure you get the workers' compensation benefits you may be entitled to. 800-325-1454. 800-325-1454. The Lama Chiropractic reminds us that during this time of uncertainty, the Lama Chiropractic in San Bernardino is still open for business and optimistic about the future of our community and encourages everyone to support your local businesses. Together, we will get through this. That's courtesy of your good friends at La Lama Chiropractic in San Bernardino and Fontana. Call 909-884-6677 for personalized attention and proven results. La Lama Chiropractic is on the air because they care about the families in our area. Call 909-884-6677. Join Tom Hartman weekday mornings at 10 a.m. on KCAA. The way that he does this is by seizing control of the instruments of government that can help him win the election. It'll be up to Trump when he wants to pull the switch, but he is going to throw America into a mind-boggling depression. KCAA, 1050 a.m., 102.3 f.m., and 106.5 f.m. on the station that leaves no listeners behind. information economy has arrived. The world is teeming with innovation as new business models reinvent every industry. industry. Inside Analysis is your source of information and insight about how to make the most of this exciting new era. Learn more at InsideAnalysis.com. InsideAnalysis.com. And now, here's your host, Eric Cavanaugh. Books are stolen, and we have bombs, 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 and we
All right, folks, that's right. We have all chosen to be here for another episode of Inside Analysis, broadcasting coast to coast, the only show all about the information economy. And I'm so excited to have an all-star cast for you today. Folks, we'll be hearing from Diane Hinchcliffe of Constellation Research, Nathan One, a real expert down there in Dallas, Texas, who tracks technology, and uh, Eve Mulker's dialing in all the way from across the pond, across the Atlantic of 7W data. And the topic for today is pretty controversial. It's 5G. I don't know why that would be controversial, but it has certainly become controversial here in the States. And Huawei, and what's going on with this Huawei ban from the UK and from the US? Why are they doing that? Is it wise? What does it mean? We're gonna talk about all that fun stuff today. And I'll share with you my own little anecdote for what's going on here. And it was really quite bizarre. So about two months ago or so, I did a webinar on 5G. And uh, we typically promote our webinars mostly through email. It's a transactional communication form. People like to get an email. They tend to register for webinars far more by email than by social media, for example. It's just not a behavioral pattern that is tracked over to social for some reason. So we do lots of email marketing for these events and we weren't getting very many registrants. And so I had to kind of pull out the stops and I decided to run some Facebook ads. It's the first time I'd ever run Facebook ads for our primary business. And I was very curious to see how it was gonna turn out. And what happened was really quite strange. I noticed that there were about 15 or so comments on the post that I had placed as an advertisement for this webinar. No registrants, but 15 comments and they were all negative and they were all really sort of hyperbolic, like, oh, you're all going to get cancer or you better run for the hills. That tower is going to burn down. It was all this stuff that was very negative. And what I noticed that's strange because I'm a marketer is that the, the entire thread was uniformly negative and as i say hyperbolic right it was just kind of off the charts that's not a natural pattern normally if you saw 15 comments about a technology webinar app you would get some balance you'd get a few people saying oh this sounds interesting i'll check it out or i don't care about this and you'd get some other ones that said oh you're gonna die of cancer but this was uniformly negative and i'm like that's very bizarre that is not a natural spectrum of responses and so I reached out actually to a guy named Ray Wang, who runs Constellation Research. He's a good friend of ours, myself and, uh, and Diane. I think Eve knows him as well. And a very knowledgeable guy. And he said, yeah, he said, those are all bots. And I remember thinking, bots? What are you talking about? Why would they be bots? He said, yeah, those are probably Russian bots or Chinese or North Korean. And the whole objective here is to scare America away from 5G. And I thought about it and I got chilled because I recognized how plausible that theory is. Because basically the plan, and this is part of these ongoing sort of PSYOPs campaigns that stands for psychological operations, if you've under the term, PSYOPs campaigns where Russian intelligence and other just random people who are in places around the world who just like to play games and be mischievous. And what they're doing is they're trying to scare the U.S. out of going for 5G, because if that happens, or if at least they slow down the spread of 5G, we're going to fall behind technologically other countries like Russia, like China, like other places around the world. And so the point being, if someone's on Facebook or Twitter or some other social medium and they're razzing you or trying to annoy you or saying nasty things to you, if you don't know who that person is, just remember that it might not be a person at all. It could just be a bot that has been programmed by a person and they do all sorts of different things to, to generate that content. They just scrape 
the websites of people who don't like 5G and then they use that content and target you or target other people and try to scare you off. So that's a pretty interesting storyline in and of itself. And then, of course, we have this ban. Well, we have experts on the show today who are going to walk us through why it's probably a bad idea to go down this road and to keep geopolitics out of technology, which I think generally is a good idea. Um, so we'll talk about that. Um, but obviously the concerns for those who are concerned are twofold, I think. One is privacy. We don't want some other nation to be able to scan all of our phone conversations, know who we're talking to, et cetera. I mean, that's kind of happening already, or it could happen on a dime, at least it seems to me. And the other is the kill switch, right? Is there some fear that if a foreign manufacturer creates this device and then we go to war, for example, which is not entirely implausible these days, folks, especially with China, even arguably with Russia and others, uh, is there a kill switch in place where they could shut down our networks and cause us trouble? So with that uh, being the foundation of our talk today, let me bring in Diane Hinchliffe of Constellation Research. Diane, tell us a bit about yourself and your knowledge of 5G and, and what you think is really going on here. Yeah, sure. So uh, I'm VP and Principal Analyst uh, with Constellation Research. Uh, I'm a ZDNet columnist. Um, uh, and um, I, I spend my time uh, analyzing technologies like 5G, which there's almost no doubt it'll be the biggest technology revolution that's hit yet up to date, right? Uh, it's not just, you know, mobile devices, uh, which is how most people think about it, but it's about the internet of things. So all the objects in our life, they're about to get connected uh, because the 5G lets these uh, these devices use very low power, uh, uh, use tiny amounts of energy uh, to be able to talk uh, co continuously and enrich our lives if we design it the right way. So it's going to digitize the entire world as we know it. Uh, and so it's the, it's the biggest revolution, and it's one that is also immediately be because of that, because of the trillions of dollars, tens of trillions of dollars at stake over the next five to ten years. Um, the, the biggest actors in the world have gotten uh, in, into the game, which are which are our, our national governments. And uh, you know, this, the, the challenge with Huawei, of course, is that um, they're widely regarded as having the best 5G equipment, uh, and there really isn't that many organizations making this stuff, right? You know, you have Nokia, you've got Qualcomm. Uh, and a host of smaller organizations, uh, but Huawei is the giant in the room, and they have been for building uh, their, their technologies for 5G for five years. Many of the telecoms have invested over a long period of time to get there, buying 5G-ready equipment. Uh, and now um, there's a concerted effort by the by the federal government, U.S. federal government, uh, to blacklist them, um, and them and 114 affiliate organizations, which most of the accusations against Huawei are actually against the against business companies they do business with or so-called affiliates um, and, and no direct claims uh, to Huawei that I've been able to find with any substantiated evidence. And so that's my concern is we're, we're, we're uh, playing the competitive game because the U.S. only has Qualcomm and really only some chips. They don't have the full, we don't have in our country the full gear. So the concern is how do we compete? And one way you can, you can say that we compete is by using our regulatory system uh, to put severe pressure on Huawei as a company so that, that they, they don't have dominance. So I, I don't, I actually want to stay out of the whole political conversation. I don't think geopolitics belongs in tech because it's going to create a tremendous fragmentation um, uh, in our industry. We won't have one internet or one mobile system. I mean, we already see uh, Huawei having to fragment off Android. And when people buy these really amazing new phones, Huawei is the Apple of, of Android phones. They make the best stuff out there. Um, and they just hit a new sales record. But they just can't offer that, that full capability anymore. So they're splitting off and creating their own services. And that's going to be the big risk. And I'd really like to see to the fullest extent possible, 
We know our government's spying each other, but let's keep it out of the technology that we want to use for our lives uh, so we can have as mo- much choice as possible. Yeah, it's a really good point. And, you know, we had a show a few weeks ago with some experts on mobile. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off. My rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Actually on customer experience. And one of the ladies is an expert on mobile. And she made a couple interesting points. One is that the top 10 apps use 90% or get basically 90% of all the interaction, despite the fact that there are literally millions of apps out there. The top 10 get 90%, right? So that's an interesting tidbit. But the other thing that she mentioned, which really struck me is that you know, with the internet, we have HTTP, it's primarily open. I mean, there is some activity these days to ban certain sites, which I think is foolish, frankly, to force them into the dark web, basically, so you'd have to use like Tor or something to find them. In other words, getting delisted from DNS. But by and large, it's a pretty open space. And she said with mobile, it's not the same thing. With all these different phones, you have a fractured marketplace where they're basically fiefdoms now. And I think if I hear you correctly, um, Diane, you're basically suggesting that we would get an even deeper and more crystallized bifurcation of the market if we go down this road of trying to ban technology providers like Huawei, right? Absolutely. Well, I mean, this is it, it, the technical term is balkanization, right? And so you, you have the Russian government wants to make noises about separating itself. The Iranian government does the same thing. Uh, and no one really wants to do it because it all these big networks work because we're all connected. You don't only have to only have to go to one place to reach everybody or, or, or use any app or, or search for anything. It'd be terrible if we had all these individual networks that some of us had access to and some of us don't. Um, and, and when we geopoliticize technology, it fragments that market. It creates that balkanization. It eliminates choice. It eliminates connectivity and the free exchange of ideas. Um, and, um, you know, th- th- this is this is a real challenge. And um, what I'd like, you know, your opening segment was very interesting, Eric. Um, it, we're really talking about trust at the end of the day. People used to trust public figures, um, you know, years ago, doctors and, um, and, and politicians that had a good reputation. Uh, but now the, the Pew um, research uh, shows that the people we trust most are people like ourselves. So now these bots that purport to be just other people on the Internet like us are trying to spread these, you know, all this misinformation. So... That's the real issue of all of this is who do we trust or who can we trust or who do we want to trust? Uh, and that's, I think, at the, at, the, at the core of the discussion. And, and so when we fragment everything, uh, we don't even have the choice. We, we can't even learn everything we need to know to be able to trust people. So that's right. I just think that uh, we're heading down the wrong road, even though I understand the U.S. economically has doesn't have a technological defense. So it has to use other means to get its way. That's interesting. Yeah, let's so uh, let's bring in Eve uh, real quick here from 7W Data dialing in from Belgium, I believe, today. And uh, Eve, so you bring the, the European perspective to the conversation today. And I don't know a whole ton about uh, these infrastructure topics. I'm always keen to learn more. So whatever you know, I'd love to, to hear from you. But I do know that that Europe really passed the U.S. in terms, I guess it was when 3G first came out. And it was because we couldn't agree on standards way back when. Or correct me if I'm wrong about that history. Uh, even then, tell us about yourself and wh- where you see the 5G conversation going. 
Well, uh, I'm mostly working as a, as a data strategist and due to uh, data being everywhere, uh, 5G is one of the topics I'm following as well to see how that helps on, uh, yeah, getting remote devices into into the network. So that's that's where I'm following up on, on 5G. You mentioned how is that going in, in uh, regulations in Europe. Uh, in general, uh, the regulations are going in, in the right direction, uh, although that we are very scattered across countries. So that's not so easy in Europe. You would think that uh, that would be easier in in, in US. Uh, but the same is going on. I mean, there is a huge ban on, on, on Huawei as well uh, to uh, provision the, the 5G. A lot of the telecom operators already uh, had their infrastructure foreseen uh, for 5G together with uh, Huawei. So there is a, there's a lot going on if, if that ban goes through uh, on, on what the possibilities will be and how they will serve uh, this technology to the market. So that if, if you see what the response will be, that would be a setback of at least two years on new innovation thanks to uh, 5G. So it's a bit uh, a pity that that is happening, uh, ex uh, especially if you see where uh, 5G could be a means uh, for advanced patient care in, in the healthcare industry, and that would uh, provision more healthcare to people that currently don't have access to that, especially in uh, remote locations. Uh, and as well, at the same time that we could get to real-time uh, diagnosis, which jumps a bit on what uh, Diane was saying on the IoT, all the devices that will be uh, or can be connected thanks to 5G, and if that is not happening, um, yeah, it's it's a bit of shame. The technology is there, and we should use that technology no matter where it's coming from. Uh, I know that, for example, Huawei is is doing a lot of effort on on showing their transparency and and just being plain, honest, and open. They even uh, opened a, a cybersecurity center uh, in Belgium just to uh, to show their openness on on their technology and it would be a, a pity that that we couldn't uh, leverage that uh, technology for all the, the possibilities that we could have on on just uh, making our lives a bit easier uh, you mentioned as well the bots and, and a lot of attacks on, on these keywords like 5g uh, what is what is happening there uh, a big discussion is going on on the impact on on, on health uh, people are saying for example the the bad uh, comments are there that the radiation uh, will be much higher to 5g your brain will be toasted if you're uh, <laughs> going through through 5g uh, a lot of uh, kind of uh, insane uh, remarks that I see as well on these posts of, of 5G if you put them out on, on social media. But on the other hand, like you say, there will be using uh, less power. Um, so that's benefit that that we have less energy consumption just for provisioning that that mobile network. So it's a bit strange that, that people don't le really uh, go through what they see and, and these crazy remarks in, in, in a certain way. Well, and uh, there are a number of celebrities who have jumped on this bandwagon. Uh, I'm trying to think who they were, but I saw some names, not to mention any big ones, but big people, well-known people who are kind of jumping on this. And, you know, that doesn't mean it's right or wrong. It's just kind of interesting that things have become so politicized. And certainly in the States, we, we see that nonstop. But, I, you know, again, I do think that um, you guys both make good points that generally speaking, if you're talking about hardware, the idea is that you want to know what the hardware can do and you want to be transparent about all that. 
And I'm in interested to learn more about this uh, center in Belgium. So you're saying Huawei has committed to building a center? Or they already have a center there? What are any details you can share? They already have a center which opened, I think, uh, about one year and uh, a half ago when they were really uh, under the, the heat attack. Uh, and that's that's why they opened that center, just uh, to invite everybody and show what, what they are doing, what is possible, uh, whatever. So that's that's how they're trying to show their openness uh, to the market. Uh, I see a remark in our chat as well. Uh, if 5G is only from China, then it's uh, an economic uh, dependency issue, but all the silicon is still already produced in China. So we're already in there, not only with, with 5G, but if you see what goes into our mobile phones, uh, no matter where they're produced or the end product is produced in, 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 uh, in the Nordic countries or in US or in Europe, uh, a lot of what is in there, the components, they already come from China. So we already have that type of, of dependency. Uh, people move to China just for economical reasons. And now they see that 5G is, is taking that over. So for me, it's, it's not such a big difference on, on, on that where we say we have that dependency. So they should think it a bit more true on, on, on hey, well, where we should, do we, we move? Maybe we should be clear that 5G is a truly independent international standard that, that no one country owns, right? So anyone can build 5G equipment that complies with the standards. Uh, for for economic reasons, I think many American companies have avoided that investment because that's, that's what we call very low down in the stack. It's a highly commoditized business. And so that's that's the real challenge there. That's a, that's a really good point, folks. And we'll go to our first break, leaving that as the breaking off point. We'll be right back. Send me an email anytime, folks. Info at InsideAnalysis.com. We'll be talking more about 5G in a moment. Don't touch that dial. You're listening to the only coast-to-coast -coast radio show all about the information economy. It's Inside Analysis. In the know, I'm Andy Solomon. As states begin to reopen, neighborhood businesses will need support and ongoing resources to get back on their feet. Tatiana Mahmoud, head of product at Nextdoor, explains. For local businesses, the most valuable customers are people in their neighborhood. And the great news is that 72% of our members believe they will patronize more local businesses coming out of the crisis. To help local businesses reach their neighbors, Nextdoor is giving them free tools, including business postings, to post into their neighborhood feed. For example, a restaurant opening back up can share their new hours. An insights dashboard to give them clear analytics on their business's content. With Nextdoor, business owners don't have to do the work to gain followers. By joining Nextdoor, they get instant distribution to all the people in the neighborhood. For more information, visit nextdoor.com slash local business or download the app to join your neighborhood today. Guys, by now, you've heard the great news. If you've wanted to try Viagra or Cialis but were worried about the price, U.S. Pharmacy can finally give you the results you've been looking for. Why pay almost $15 per pill when you get the same results you need for less than $2? That's right. Call today and receive 66 blue pills or 66 yellow pills for only $99 plus shipping. That's less than $2 per pill and saves you hundreds from your local pharmacy. Why wait? Call 855-953-1840 and finally have those moments you've been looking for again and again. Call 855-953-1840 right now and we'll rush your order discreetly packaged to your door. Just call 855-953-1840. That's 
855-953-1840. Call 855-953-1840. Ramon Abbas flaunted a lavish lifestyle of private jets, designer clothes, and luxury cars. To his 2.5 million Instagram followers, he went by Ray Hush Puppy, a man who boarded helicopters from his Dubai waterfront apartment and walked around with shopping bags from Gucci, Versace, and Fendi. On social media where he posted a video of himself tossing wads of cash like confetti, he told his followers he was a real estate developer. But a federal affidavit alleged his extravagant lifestyle was financed through hacking schemes that stole millions of dollars from major companies in the United States and Europe. Is it just me? Well, you can make more money illegally than the old-fashioned way in today's world. Boy, he had a nice run, though. And now he's going to do time in a white-collar jail with minimal hard work, and when he gets out, he will still command high pay, which he will receive if a company is smart. And tell me how much I make again at this wonderful radio job? Being honest, coming every day, doing my best, and giving them my all after driving an hour to put my twin children in college and not be promised a future for my old age. Oh. I'm Darian Sims, and this is how I see it. If you run a large corporation, small business, or anything in between, you need ads to help get the word out. A full page in the newspaper sounds good. A TV spot sounds even better. But let's face it, newspapers are essentially last-minute wrapping paper, and a TV spot is just expensive and basically code for bathroom break. Talk radio is different. Commercials cost practically nothing to produce, and the listeners are loyal. They like what they like, and they stay tuned in. When they hear about a new product or service during their favorite show, they can't wait to try it out for themselves so they can talk about it with their friends. And you know how radio listeners like to talk. If you want to add radio to your marketing portfolio, you need the Gab Radio Network. Gab Radio is the team of full-service experts you've been looking for, from writing to production, distribution, voiceover, and more. We make sure your spots are paired with the right shows in the right markets at the right time of day so the right people can hear. Since we're in over 100 markets across 34 states, Canada, and American Samoa, I'd say it's a pretty good place to start. If you want to know more, just email sales at gabradionetwork.com. Welcome back to Inside Analysis. Here's your host, Eric Cavanaugh. Take us to the future. Oh, yeah, man. Take us to the future is right. I love that song, uh, Black Banana, I think is the band. It's called Rad Times. We're living in rad times, man. There's no doubt about that. Things are changing so rapidly. And a big part of that change is going to be 5G. And next up on the show, we have Nathan One dialing in from Dallas, Texas. And Nathan's done some fantastic work in the telco space already, including something a buddy of mine did. A good friend of mine used to and may still work on getting towers set up. Just all the blocking and tackling necessary to get a tower built on someone's land, setting up a lease, all that kind of fun stuff. A lot more of that going on right now as I hear from Dion that we're going to need 100 times as many 5G towers as we had 4G. So Nathan, one, tell us a bit about yourself and your company and what you're doing these days with 5G. Yeah, sure. So thanks for having me on the show. Um, you know, I built my career really specially, specializing on doing rapid scale deployments for corporations adding 10 or more sites. And if you can imagine these cell phone towers, even when we we're going from 3G to 4G, it's just a lot of behind the scenes work as far as all the upgrades we need to do for those guys and getting it down to a science uh, has um, really going to help us with this 5G deployment as we go. So, and just a quick plug, you know, if you're behind on new site deployments due to COVID-19 or anything, and you just want to grow faster, uh, we can show you how and get a free custom blueprint. Just sign up at nathan1.com slash scaling blueprint. 
As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Blueprint. But, you know, I, I kind of wanted today to talk about the positive changes. Uh, from 5G and how it's going to act as a catalyst to create new businesses. Um, you know, just just as we see businesses reacting to COVID-19, we see very reactionary, um, like the restaurants, for example, is like, let's figure out a way to expand our patios and have, you know, pick up dining and whatnot, just to try to sure. stop the bleeding as much as possible. Sure. Uh, we're we're going to see a lot of disruption uh, with what's coming up with 5G. I mean, we've all heard about automated driving, right? And, you know, it's still not perfect and it never will be, but uh, this 5G is going to continue that path on getting it better and better and better. And eventually it's going to, eventually the common knowledge is going to be this is safer than us. It's already a better driver than me. I don't know about some of you people, but I already trust my car more more than I trust myself. But like think of the, you know, think of the business opportunities as far as um, what that's going to do to the society. First of all, truck drivers, for example. I mean, it's scary, but these these truck drivers, are, you know, are going to be, you know, disrupted. I think, and that's what that's the single largest employer in the United States and probably the world. So how do we get these guys pivoted to doing other things? Yeah. Um, we're going to be removing, Oh, go ahead, Eric. No, it's a good point. I do think we're going to, we're probably still a long way away from most of those jobs being done by bots and drones and so forth only because of political struggles and bureaucratic struggles and policy decisions and so forth and unions and all these kinds of things. I don't think the technology is going to be the number one limiting factor in terms of 5G, for example, enabling this whole generation of self-driving cars. I think we'll actually see it more in maritime use cases, frankly, earlier, just because there are fewer boats than there are cars out there. Uh, but, you know, you never mm -hmm. know. Elon Musk is uh, is one really, truly dynamic person, right? I mean, he is a uh, 
in many ways, the embodiment of innovation and entrepreneurship and uh, technologies like artificial intelligence. So we're we're getting there. But even if self-driving cars don't take over the trucking industry, which I think you're right, they probably will eventually or at least Mm -hmm. uh, be a significant um, force to be reckoned with. But nonetheless, these are straws in the wind for how business can be automated and reinvented. Right, Nathan? Oh, no question. Like, think about drones, for example. Uh, you know, iPhones changed how we did everything. You remember having to drive to the movie theater to see when the movie started? Yeah. Or God forbid <laughs> having to look at the newspaper for the movie times? I mean, but the iPhone just changed all of that, right? Yeah. Actually having physical maps to get around town. Yeah. But ha- think about, you know, I think drones are going to change things as much or more as the iPhone did. Uh, this 5G is going to allow drones to be literally everywhere. And I, I predict an Uber-type service that's going to allow us to just use drones to run all kinds of errands for us, um, such as, um, like, going and getting the pizza, right? Like, mm-hmm. I can I would love to see just a drone just drop a pizza on my back patio without ever having to talk to anybody. <laughs> um, and then you can, you can have some, like, follow you around and provide security if it's dark or even just check in the traffic. So, you know, this, this 5G is going to bring a lot of entrepreneurs some some uh, great products out to the world. And I'm, I'm, I'm excited to see what they do. Yeah, and, that's a, you know, oh, one thing. Yeah, go ahead. Well, yeah, one thing I, I do think, though, is that we need to think beyond 5G. Because 5G is really going to be next level. But there's still parts of the world that don't even have cell phone service whatsoever. Uh, because it just, it's not... Um, they can't support it financially. Uh, there's parts of Africa and Asia that, that just have nothing built out. And so I do think that 5G is going to be a lot of help, but I also think like Elon Musk's Starlink project, which is going to blanket the entire planet with internet using these low orbit satellites. I think that's going to allow us to finally provide internet everywhere in the world. If you're in the middle of the ocean, if you're in the middle of a underprivileged part of Africa or Asia and then we'll be able to use those, you know, that internet connection to connect with basically another billion people that don't have access today. Mm-hmm. So we'll be able to offer education through these services and uh, just allow them to upgrade their lives substantially through learning and other things. So I'm I'm very optimistic of the future. Don't don't take my original comment about the, <laughs> the truck drivers as some sort of doomsday argument. I just it's just change. It's just change. Well, you know what's interesting here, and and I think this is. Uh, in line with what Diane was talking about, but it's also uh, offered here in uh, a, a strategic view about the future of technology and in particular software is the whole open source movement, right? But it seems to me that it's a really good idea to maintain these standards as Diane suggested, and you seem to be suggesting as well, Nathan and Eve, such that we can all collaborate and work together on things and have greater transparency into what's going on out there. Um, I've, you know, I've got some fairly controversial ideas about these subjects. Uh, in fact, I, I'm a libertarian by by political trade, but I started writing an article that uh, the headline is The Case for a Government Takeover of Facebook. And the idea is that you would turn it inside out and make it the world's largest open source project because the dangers of Facebook largely spin out of our concern around trust and who's using the information to what effect. Uh, there's a lot of publicity about um, Cambridge 
Analytica um, and what they did, although I'm sure other candidates have done the same thing using this data, and it's kind of fair game out there. But just in general, I think transparency of standards, but also of technologies and how these things are used and how data is shared and so forth is, is really good in the long term for all of mankind. But what do you think about that, Nathan? Yeah, you know, we're we're starting, we, we've started to consume news differently. I remember I was growing up and I was probably seven years old and I'm at the grocery store and my mom is at the checkout stand with me and I'm like, oh my God, mom, they found Bat Boy. She immediately looks and realizes it's just nonsense, right? <laughs> Why? Because we could tell that this was the star telegram instead of, you know, the, I don't want to say a particular news organization, but you know, whatever one you like the most, you know what I mean? But mm -hmm. it's just, we don't, we, the way we consume media today, we can't tell if it's a trustworthy source or not. So then we had to look at the next thing, which is how many shares does it have? And then we, we really just got this, uh, this, um, uh, path towards trying to get the word out as much as possible, even if it's not the truth. And that's kind of started to bite us right now. It's, it's starting to cause that distrust. And, you know, it's a longer conversation to figure out what to do about it. But no, you're right. The trust has been broken. And we have to re we have to have good leadership to reestablish that trust. Yeah, or, you know, at least cite your sources, right? <laughs> I mean, there are some pretty basic rules that go back to the the dawn of decent journalism. And uh, I think to your point, Nathan, they're all out the window these days. And uh, and that's actually one reason why I like being in the, in the technology space. But I guess, Diane, I'll bring you back in here. Uh, now technology is being politicized in the same way that sports has been politicized and culture and information and and just about everything else. And, you know, the, the thing with technology is that it's these are bits and bytes. They're actual objects that you plug into devices, right? They're not sentient beings they're objects so it's it's uh, unfortunate that we're seeing technology politicized but what can we do about that diane well i mean I, I, this is the issue is you know when tim berners lee came out with the world wide web it was so magical because it connected everybody right all points of view all information sources uh, and that, now we kind of see what what more what the the mid game or the some say the end game but i think we still have a long long way to go uh, where you know, now we really have to filter. We, we need a way of determining the, 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 the truth and, and veracity of, what we're, of the information that's out there, right? We can't believe what you read on the internet, yet lots of people apparently do, right? So right. Um, you know, th this is where the whole concept of zero trust and security has become so big recently, is that by default you trust nothing until you verify. Uh, and this is what we have to do with all technology and reality. It's not just Huawei. Right. It's not not, uh, you know, the, the strange applications you download on your phone. Everything has to be treated with this, this this veil of skepticism until it's proven. Right. And those who are willing to open up and say, hey, look, look under the covers all you want. You won't find anything. You know, that's what Huawei uh, is doing in, in, in that, uh, that uh, center in Belgium. He said, come in. You can look as closely as you want at everything we have. We've never built a back door and you can see that we have. Uh, and, and they're the ones doing it, and no one else is. What's interesting is no one else has offered that same that same transparency. So now, hmm. who do you trust? Who should you trust? Interesting. So, so this yeah, Diane, don't you agree that we would find the kill switch? I mean, I think I think if we opened it up, we would find something. Well, this is all thing. What do you if you think? Point to any time, uh, any kill switch that Huawei's ever put in a device, uh, uh, you, know, you can reverse engineer all, all this equipment. You can point to it. I mean, uh, you, you can bet the U.S. government would be holding it up and saying, it's right here. Look at it. Right, right. right? So this is the thing is they've never been caught 
Huawei proper. Now their affiliates have, right? Um, it, not with the kill switch, but with other things, right? So, uh, you know, this is the, the question is who's, who, if you're in a zero trust world, who, the most transparent should be the one you should trust. And that's where we need to be with all our vendors, all our tech suppliers. Prove it, you know, to us. Let, you know, mm. let it check. Yeah, that's a really good point. And maybe Eve, I'll bring you in to kind of discuss that because, you know, if you open up, and this again goes back to the spirit of open source. And you see this, I remember when Intel invested, whatever it was, $740 million or something in Cloudera. And I, I was positive that there was some sort of collaboration around the chip involved somewhere. My thought was that it was in processing big data. Turns out it was really in security. But one of the, the perks that Cloudera reportedly got was early access to the chip design, which is a big deal. I mean, if you're talking about trying to map software to hardware, specifically at the chip level, that's a pretty dense conversation that not too many people can have effectively and meaningfully. So I get that there's something there, right? But I think that to Diane's point, if we do all open the kimono, so to speak, for the purpose of improving trust and improving innovation, I think that's a good development. What do you think, Eve? Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more on, on, on that level. And it's uh, it's it's like Diane was mentioning, if if you open that 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 uh, security center, for example, in uh, in the example of, uh, of Huawei, uh, why, for example, is, is the are the American producers not doing that? Uh, I think everybody is we discussed that before. Everybody is spying on everybody. Uh, sometimes I hear the joke, like the Americans are not spying because they're asking the, the British guys to spy uh, on, on the European guys. So, so that 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 type of discussion. But we don't don't really want to go into that. But we we definitely need to to have that openness and uh, open source is is a good direction where you say, here here it is. Look into it, and technology would. You see some movements that that say we open up our technology, even is it is it hardware, is it software, and we open it for for the better good of it. We try to protect it with with uh, with IP, with patents, and 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 that's the that's the way to go. Uh, it's a bit strange sometimes. You do an invention and then you patternize it, and then you make money out of that. So. And other people have different uh, ideas about that. And they say, we just throw it on the market. If you want to pick it up, okay, the better it is. If we can improve it for all of us and we don't, okay, we want to make money with it, but it's not the sole purpose. Uh, and that's, I think we have to change a bit in, in our mentality where we are so hard on, on the capitalism aspect of all the things that we are doing, even with technology. And if we can come down out of that, uh, we, we can uh, make a big and huge change, definitely, uh, thanks to technology. And that's that's the way we, where we should be going. Yeah, I think that's a really good a really good point. And I, I, I am concerned about this particular component and also something I'd mentioned before about phone networks and just the different phone manufacturers now being more like feudal lords and uh and independent walled gardens as it were so things are happening folks we're talking all about it today on inside analysis with our guests we'll be right back don't touch that dial you're listening to the only radio show coast to coast in america all about the information economy it's inside analysis i'm smith arau 
Before the events of COVID-19, we started to see a reshaping of how work gets done. But the pandemic has quickly increased the need for greater business flexibility and adaptability. Sunil Prashara, President and CEO for Project Management Institute. Instead of trying to work with a one-size-fits-all framework for completing projects, businesses should move beyond to choose one or multiple frameworks best suited to allow their teams to operate in a free and creative way. To help businesses lay a strong foundation for agility, PMI created the Basics of Disciplined Agile Online course. Using real-life scenarios, you will have the opportunity to see how a variety of teams and industries are using different types of agile strategies to make better decisions. The eight-module self-paced online course provides insights on a range of agile and lean options and also gives an overview of business agility. Check out resources for the new work ecosystem on PMI.org. Jay Farner here, CEO of Rocket Mortgage. Making the right financial decisions has never been more important. When you turn to Rocket Mortgage, we can help guide you to those right decisions now when they matter most. Mortgage rates are near historic lows, so now is a great time to call 8338-ROCKET. And if you need some extra money, a cash-out refinance could give you that financial boost you're looking for. Call today at 8338-ROCKET or go to rocketmortgage.com to learn more. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender. Licensed in all 50 states. NMLS number 3030. For small business owners, it's not business as usual. Amid the crisis, you're looking for answers, solutions, help. We see you. We hear you. We have something for you. CNBC.com slash smallbusiness. The latest on relief programs, loan forgiveness, tax help, and state-by-state -state updates. Protect your business. Get advice. We're here to help. Go to CNBC.com slash smallbusiness. Do you have a great idea for a radio show but have no idea where to start? Or have you been hosting a podcast for a while and want to take it to the next level? If so, you need the Gab Radio Network. To host a show on Gab, all you need is your voice. We'll handle the rest. From technical engineering to full-service audio production and much more. Every show on the Gab Radio Network is aired on our station on the TuneIn Radio app and... They're all sent to our satellite, which is accessed by about 5,500 stations. And here's the best part. You can host from anywhere you want. There are several ways to connect to Gab remotely, and our staff of highly trained engineers and producers will make you sound like you're right here in studio. So, if you want to be on the Gab Radio Network, the same network that hosts the Joe Walsh Radio Show, Talkin' Pets, and Inside Analysis, send an email now to sales at gabradionetwork.com. That's sales at gabradionetwork.com. If you run a large corporation, small business, or anything in between, you need ads to help get the word out. A full page in the newspaper sounds good. A TV spot sounds even better. But let's face it, newspapers are essentially last-minute wrapping paper, and a TV spot is just expensive and basically code for bathroom break. Talk radio is different. Commercials cost practically nothing to produce, and the listeners are loyal. They like what they like, and they stay tuned in. When they hear about a new product or service during their favorite show, they can't wait to try it out for themselves so they can talk about it with their friends. And you know how radio listeners like to talk. If you want to add radio to your marketing portfolio, you need the Gab Radio Network. Gab Radio is the team of full-service experts you've been looking for, from writing to production, distribution, voiceover, and more. We make sure your spots are paired with the right shows in the right markets at the right time of day so the right people can hear. Since we're in over 100 markets across 34 states, Canada, and American Samoa, I'd say it's a pretty good place to start. If you want to know more, just email sales at gabradionetwork.com. That's sales at gabradionetwork.com.
Welcome back to Inside Analysis. Here's your host, Eric Cavanaugh. All right, folks, back here on Inside Analysis, talking all about 5G and many, many related things. And I guess we should uh, get back to some use cases so people can understand what this is all about. But basically, you're talking about an order of magnitude or more orders of magnitude of greater capability, greater capacity to move data around. And so think about waterways, for example, and how aqueducts way back in the Roman Empire really opened things up and allowed for proper sanitation and the delivery of clean water and so on and so forth. That's all good stuff. Well, that's what you're talking about doing for the data business. So drones, for example, Nathan has talked about drones here on the show. Eve talks about medical equipment use cases, being able to do diagnosis, being able to kind of change how we do healthcare. So just very quickly, think about empowering remote workers, right? So remote healthcare workers who can go out and care for patients where you don't have to marshal them all into this big building called the hospital. In many ways, I think that uh, in New Orleans, they have the new VA hospital, which is just this beautiful, massive building. It takes up blocks of space. And I looked at that one day and I thought to myself, you know, how many ventilators could you have bought for the money it took to build this, this giant structure? And how much does it cost to air condition this thing? Like we have this mindset of building big structures to show how important something is, but we don't need that stuff anymore. When you can do EKGs on your iPhone, when you can do any sorts of tests now using a device like an iPhone, well, why do we have these huge buildings anymore with parking lots and, and entranceways that people have to go into and spread viruses? It just, it's kind of crazy. So we do have to sort of reinvent how we look at all these issues. And Eve, I'll throw it over to you because you're the one who brought in this uh, great healthcare use case. If we can change our minds about how things can get done, we can avoid wasting money on old mechanisms, right, Eve? Yeah, uh, definitely. And, and what you see in healthcare typically is that that we are working on, on the results on the symptoms. And if we can, uh, thanks to data, look into uh, what is happening and find patterns in there, then you can do prescriptive uh, healthcare, uh, and and that. In, in the end as well is a, is a big return on investment uh, because now you're running behind the, 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 the facts if, if somebody becomes ill, whatever. Uh, imagine if you can diagnose cancer so, so much earlier in, 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 in the faces. Uh, if you can see somebody is, is infected by, by the COVID virus, whatever. So that's, that's, that's the big advantages, but you have to start thinking differently than the traditional ways of working what we have and, and and change that's that's very hard for people we know so we have to educate them and, and inform them of what are the possibilities and in the end by changing these things these are the positive effects and typically fear comes in if if, if you start changing things so yeah still a lot of work to do on on showing people what what is, is possible and in healthcare we have as well the the, the privacy issues where people are bit reluctant to to share their information but if in in turn you can get some benefits out of that and not financial benefits but to get a healthier life and and get a better treatment at a lower cost and if healthcare could be become available to to everybody and you don't have to have high insurance policies to to have your coverage uh, in that uh, that could mean a big change for for the world definitely yeah and you make up a really good point here about the sort of nexus of data, right? The data about someone's physical condition, which can be used for diagnoses, 
the data about insurance and all this stuff that's kind of flying around. And, and the closer we can get to understanding what things really cost, the better we can be across the board, right? I guess I'll throw it over to, to Nathan to kind of comment on that. We do want to learn more and more about uh, what things really cost and what the expenses are. And, and uh, the sharing of more information is only going to help all that. So I think, and you even mentioned uh, drones being able to take on many, many more different tasks. And you know, this whole COVID thing really is the ultimate force function too, right? It's forcing us to reconsider all of our old patterns and old ways of doing things. So I, I'm pretty positive on how COVID could wind up helping us reinvent business and reinvent whole ways of living life. What do you think, Nathan? Yeah, I, you know, I, I had a prediction on how fast things were going to change. And obviously, COVID has just sped everything way up because these, you know, businesses are are reacting to COVID in in ways that are allowing them to work like all this work from home and whatnot. Um, there's a fantastic corporate event company called Four Day Weekend, and COVID just drug, drug their business to an absolute standstill, right? And they were like, you know what? We're going to go virtual, and they actually created from scratch this virtual event service and their business has never been stronger. So it's like one of those happy accidents that just mm. this, this, this pivot, all these market pivots that are happening, we're going to see some incredible, exciting things come out of that. Um, I think medical is, is the same way. Like, why can't I, like an Uber driver, bring a doctor to my house or whatever, just hit the button and they show up and then that keeps all the social distancing in place. It's like, come on guys, someone invent this. I'm going to invent this. Maybe, maybe just start out as a, a hangover app, right? Just come, come give me the, the, hang, the hangover IV or whatever. I'm just kidding. But, you know, you can, you can, these, these, you know, this technology is going to open up ideas that we haven't even thought of. I mean, the future is, is here finally. I'm super excited. Yeah, that's pretty cool. And uh, we are going to need to share a lot of more information. And we just, we're only at the beginning of understanding how, COVID is going to impact uh, governance, for example. We kind of talked about this in the pre-show, and Diane, I'll bring you back into it, but it's a very serious consideration. I think that COVID is going to wind up helping us reimagine government and how government operates because there's not going to be money to do it the old-fashioned way. So we're going to see automation. We're going to see drones. We're going to see digital services where once we're in-person services. I think all of that is really undergoing the early stages of a dramatic transformation. But what do you think, Diane? Absolutely. I mean, the, the use cases for 5G are, are tremendous. I mean, uh, we, there, there was like three or four just cited now. But my favorite one is, is autonomous vehicles. Um, it, when I have all these self-driving cars and they need to be very self-aware of each other, you can actually use them to pack two or three times more vehicles on a road than you could before. This is going to allow governments uh, to save two trillions of dollars on infrastructure spending uh, by greatly increasing the capacity of the roads. But you need these cars talking to each other in a very, very uh, low latency way because uh, we're talking about high, you know, fast moving vehicles. So there's a, yet another use case is it by itself, just by itself will unleash tremendous economic benefit. Uh, and as you said, governments are going to have to take advantage of that, uh, given that, you know, we're seeing the average state uh, budget in the U.S. is, is, is down by 30 uh, percent. We're going to see massive cost cutting. And technology is the only really scalable tool to get out of all this. We can automate our way out of it. We can connect our way out of it. Uh, and, and we can build new businesses that work much more efficiently and take advantage of today's realities uh, and, and revitalize and regrow. And 5G is going to be key to that. Uh, and we're going to have to take advantage of these use cases uh, to get back to where we were. 
Yeah, and you know, your phone, really your phone and your email address have become such key cornerstones of your identity, who you are. And speaking of 5G enabling new types of business models, think about government and think about paying your parking tickets, but also going to court, for example. I mean, the legal system is so slow and painful and inefficient because it is so reliant upon in-person communication. Well, that's starting to go out the window now with mobile, with devices, and with your phone. So instead of having to take off day after day of work to go down to the courthouse to be there to hope that your case gets heard today, well, instead, you'll just get a window and you'll wait for your phone to ring. It'll say, bing, okay, you're on the docket today. Expect to be you know, called in at 10, 10 a.m. or whatever. Then you can connect, and because you have 5G, you can connect yourself and your lawyer and everyone to the conversation. You can get through the whole process in minutes instead of days, weeks, and months. That is going to be a tremendous relief on an overburdened system, not just here in America, but all over the world. So the possibilities literally are endless. I'll throw it over to E for some final comments. In general, uh, I think, uh, like like you say, uh, it's 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 changing. Looking at things differently, uh, Dion made a, a good remark on uh, on infrastructure. Not not trying to broaden, bring in more roads, for example, but just trying to fit it in a different way, and and looking at the at the things uh, in a different perspective. And where you have constraints, like for example, for the roads, we can't put any more roads in there. Uh, budgets are being cut. And that should drive innovation in 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 a, in a good way. Uh, I'm still a bit uh, reluctant to to how governments look at budgets because they they seem to have uh, everlasting budgets. If I see how my taxes go up and up and up, so I, I really want to have them in the agile mindset and say, okay, this is where you have to do it with and 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 make the changes. And uh, I would like to see that happening. And and there would come some really great things, but you need to have that governance all over uh, politicians about uh, all over governments uh, that they work together and, and, and see a bit more the holistic way of it and just forget about uh, their uh, their politics and, and make a better life for everybody. That's right. I, I say my big mantra is vote for the machines, people vote for the machines. <laughs> I trust that set of transparent <laughs> algorithms over our transparent government process data any day. Well, folks, this has been the live version of Inside Analysis podcast bonus segment. Up next, hop online to InsideAnalysis.com. We'll catch up to you next time. Bye-bye. KCAA Radio has openings for one-hour talk shows. If you want to host a radio show, now is the time. Make KCAA your flagship station. Our rates are affordable and our services are second to none. We broadcast on three terrestrial frequencies to a population of 5 million people. Plus, we stream and podcast on all major online audio and video systems. If you've been thinking about broadcasting a weekly radio program on real radio plus the Internet, contact our CEO at 281 9-9-9-800-281-599-9800. You can Skype your show from your home to our Redlands, California studio where our live producers and engineers are ready to work with you personally. A radio program on KCAA is the perfect work from home avocation in these stressful times. Just type kcaaradio.com into your browser to learn more about hosting a show on the best station in the nation or call our CEO for details 281-599-9800. KCAA Loma Linda, 1050 AM, 106.5 FM.
As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.